This episode is sponsored by Villiers Jets. Support us by using the link in the description below to find out just how affordable it could be to fly in style to the next Grand Prix. Hello everyone and welcome to the Wheel Sports Podcast where I'm once again joined by the lovely Mike who is on my left. I did check, no right, I did check this time. Your left though. So yeah, left. Uh, of course, this is going to be a Williams special more or less, uh, but we will touch on the other launches depending on how much we talk about Williams. So with that being said, I think we'll just jump straight into it this time. Obviously, Mike, you want to say hello to the, again, yeah. I say lovely people, but we don't know that for a fact. How's everyone? Well, I'm sure they're lovely. Absolutely. I don't doubt it, especially anyone that subscribes to us. Well, that's true. Yeah. If they're subscribed to other channels, they're probably not great. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh. There, there's other great uh, channels out there, but uh, no, they're definitely, they're definitely in the right. Well, place. we had the Williams launch this morning, so obviously, if you're watching or listening to this, it's going to be yesterday. Um, now, while there wasn't much in the launch itself, other than delivery, there was a lot kind of said to the press and and you know by the drivers even. So I think there's still a good bit to to kind of go through there. But uh, I guess we start with delivery. What did you think yourself of the delivery? Uh, livery, look, I suppose it's it's that's a, it's an evolution, like they're saying with the car, it's just an evolution of last year's livery. Um, I think Williams have a few extra uh, sponsors this year, even though they've lost a few, but they have a few different sponsors, and I suppose that, that's a good thing. It's a good thing for them. It brings them closer to the cost cap. The fact then that we have, obviously, that big announcement of Gulf, you know, partnering them. And yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. But I, I, look, I like delivery. The fact that they have more blue on it this year than just a raw carbon, I suppose, is is <laughs> yeah. something. But look, we'll see how we'll see how the season goes. It could it could be uh, majorly overweight again and there could be stripping things back before we know. Yeah, the, the, were you a bit disappointed? Like... The thing was, right, I, I actually enjoyed the, li- I thought the livery was good because I liked that livery last year. The only problem was as soon as I saw the leak of golf, I think everyone, including myself, got a bit excited that we could see the really class golf livery come back. And I think that was the problem. There was that expectation. And then it was like, oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, yeah. You're, you're right with the letdown, obviously, in terms of that. You know, we're all we're all thinking when we're referring to that Gulf livery, we're thinking of the McLaren from yeah. Monaco, you know, a couple of years ago. Where you know, that that was beautiful in every in every um aspect. Uh we're probably looking for something like that again. But Gulf did announce that they will be doing some special liveries. So look, fingers crossed that you know, they they may they may have something in the pipeline that it, it could be a more permanent fixture, you know, that heavily heavy Gulf livery, you know, with that Gulf design, you know, a little bit more orange, but I love the, I love the little Duracell around the, the roll hoop and things like that. You know, it's, 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 it looks like, looks like it's incorporating a battery, yeah. you know, and uh, it, it, it's just little things like that, but they need to incorporate a little bit more for the Gulf. Gulf yeah, sake, they... anyways. But I think it's dark. I think it, I think it's Darles and themselves are laying down a marker that that's mm-hmm. their identity, you know, but yeah, we'll I think see. as well the the couple of things. I don't mind it, but I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, which I don't is, hate it. to be honest, that's the thing as well. Like, it's not a livery that I think is one of the 
perhaps not one of the best on the grid, but it's a nice livery. And like you said, I think the key point is it is Darlton looking for that consistent, like this is the Williams brand, uh, just like some of the bigger teams have. Yeah. And a couple of things yeah. that that I noticed as well, or one of the things I noticed was the Duracell thing got pointed out a lot more this year, even though they technically had it last year for a race, I think. Um, it did. They did, but it looks it's yeah, it's and also I think they're keeping it obviously throughout the year this year as opposed to which is weird because I assumed it was there all year last year, but it was actually only one or two races. No, um, yeah, I think it was when they were over actually. Was I, it I think Miami? The US, I think it was very much there. Um, I think Miami was Miami mm-hmm. was the first first one I think, and um, I think they had it yeah. in quota and Canada. After that, then. It, it was the, the other thing um, as well that I, I read today, um, and I, I kind of I reached out to someone. I'm not sure if it's a hundred percent fact, but apparently Gulf is only sponsoring four to six million. It's in that range, so that would kind of make sense as to why right. Gulf don't get to do an entire livery because obviously that's not enough money to completely take over the car. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot less than I assumed. No, it and it was not. It's not. Yeah, and it's not that it's not that tight of sponsor. So you know, yeah, it's not you know Gulf you're Williams thinking your yeah mm-hmm. Gulf Williams or your you know your Audi Silver or your Audi yeah. whatever it's going to be you know Audi Silver in a couple yeah. of years time or whatever. But it's probably just you know it's 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 not the same or Red Bull Oracle race and you know Oracles yeah, all over. Exactly. Car. I mean, I suppose you you, you get not, what you pay for well, in, in reality, you well, know. So. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you do, you do, and especially with Williams at the minute, you're talking. It's a, like a, a an Aldi <laughs> version of uh, of uh, what we're looking at at the minute. So we are, you know, in terms of quality. But, well, the, um, yeah, for anyone, for any of our <laughs> for any of our US listeners, Aldi would be um, yes. your Seven Eleven type. Yeah, of, or uh, even cheaper than that, really. <laughs> yeah, true. And yeah, we don't want to yeah, offend anyone exactly. who shops at Little either. They're both fine. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, for sure, for sure. And and seven, one, one seven thing I did, um, like like I said, one thing I I did like about the livery is again the consistency. And to be honest, I think what we talked about was the fact that in reality, I think the only reason I was let down was because of the expectation, hoping it would be that golf livery. But one yeah. thing I will say they did well is at least they didn't pull a Red Bull and they said this is a livery launch and they showed us the livery straight away. And, you know, there was no hour long talking about skateboarding and then on to, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, if I have to watch another like, every launch like that again, I only, I, I, yeah. I didn't watch it live, but I looked back at it and I was like, surely it's not that bad. So I did. I actually watched it and uh, I was like, where, when, when are they actually going to refer to Formula yeah. One? You know, it, it started at 1 p.m. I seemingly uh, yeah. my time, UK time, and and Irish time, um, and it did, I think it was forty minutes or something. It was time. Yeah. It was actually timed before the even the car was even launched. You know, and it it was it was a fraud. It was a fraud of a launch compared to Williams's. I Short enjoyed Williams's. We knew what we were going to get. They kept it to the minimum. I know probably budget and everything like that swayed it for that reason, but it was very much, yeah, I like that to the point. Launch, the, launch delivery, 
we knew it was going to be a livery launch and we weren't expecting to see the actual car. Anyways, I suppose it's something just to caveat to any fans that wouldn't be as privy to is that the car, is that not the car. Oh, this this year, uh, the lookout is to keep an eye yeah. out for those those wingers. Those wingers are going to be larger. So for any fans, it's not really sure. That's just a little bit of yeah. a education for you. Just watch out for the big mirrors. Keep an eye for the wingers. Or, yeah, otherwise, exactly. it's going to be too and, and honestly, as yeah. well, well, we'll go back to Williams now in a sec. The only thing I would say, and I've anyone who who's a subscriber of the channel probably saw my rant about this, and you know I'm a, a Red Bull Checo fan. So I wasn't berating Red Bull. Unfortunately, <laughs> so I wasn't berating Red Bull. My issue with it, to be honest, was not even the length or the build-up. Because look, they're a marketing company; they're going to do things like that. The biggest issue I had was just the thing at the end where they roll out the car, and everyone, including the drivers, are kind of obviously told, "Now that's the RB19." If anyone asks, and it's just a bit insulting when it's obviously not. Just call it a livery launch. Just fraud. It, yeah, just, like just a call a it a livery yeah, launch. It like, you know, like Williams called it a livery and season launch. Haas called it a livery launch. All they had to say was, it's a livery launch and we, we're doing it big because of the Ford partnership. And you'd be like, okay, well then my expectations are, right, we're just seeing a livery launch. But to call it the RB19 when all of us know it's not was just, that That irks me a little bit. You know, that was just like, guys, come yeah. on. Yeah, and it, and again, there we seen today, you know, that it's when the drivers were being interviewed, they, they 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 were asked distinctly, you know, have you seen the yeah. FW forty five? They didn't, you know, they they no no they didn't say, oh, this is the FW forty five, you know, yeah. it looks fantastic, you know, we have this that and the other. It's it 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 was just Red Bull and oh, I just. Lies, lies in general is bad, but when when they do it so publicly and the drivers looked so unenthusiastic about what yeah, they were talking about, it's it's just a, it was a joke. It's just a yeah. simple thing of just call it a livery launch. Like it doesn't, you know, everyone knows it's not. But uh, I suppose yeah. there's no point as yeah. I, as I said in the video, was, there's no point beating a dead horse too much anyway. <laughs> Yeah, and that, that Williams was a dead horse last year, so it was. So, um, um, yeah, let's just say it was opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of car performance. Yeah, but in terms Williams. of uh, launch performance, Williams was definitely the better one, I think, so far. But uh, <laughs> absolutely, Williams is top of it. The game was exactly what the they wanted. No BS. But um, I think one of the things you were saying there about the drivers talking segues perfectly into. Uh, Alex Albon was asked, "Has he when he was asked had he seen the car yet?" Uh, he specifically said yes, and he said it looks a lot faster. Um, and then we we heard that basically what he meant there is they've massively changed the side pod philosophy and apparently switched out the suspension. So these are all I think good things because what that tells me and let me know whether you agree or not. Given that Williams switched away last year very quickly from the kind of more Mercedes you know, slim side pod and move towards the Red Bull version. I would imagine if I had to guess that on Monday when they roll it out to Silverstone, we're going to see a kind of further evolution of it towards the Red Bull spectrum. Um, and that's probably why they changed the suspension as well. For sure, for sure. You see, as it was for on the technical side, they, they have learned now that Red Bull had mastered Edgy Nui, I suppose, himself. Um, 
and Pierre Vacher, they they both revolutionised the, the front suspension last year to allow that airflow mm-hmm. in to the underfloor, um, which which allowed the 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 porps and or lack yeah. of on their cars. Um, and again, I think Williams is going for something more of that style. Um, the front edge of the of the, the cars this year is mm-hmm. obviously fifteen mil higher as well. And the openings are, are going to be naturally bigger to allow that air in to stop it yeah. falling underneath the car. Um, it is going to be a, a further, you know, if it's going to be a further concept of that Red Bull development that Williams is going for, you know, by all means, they are going to make, naturally going to make three to four tenths of a second up over the off season. But is that going to be enough? for the catch teams um, because they're obviously going to be working hard to gain three to four tenths or maybe a tenth or two tenths but either way you know it's time for the, for for Williams if they're if they if they have revolutionized or not revolution evolutionized yeah. their front suspension there has been no there has been no talk about what they've done no. with the rear suspension I suppose that's 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 going to be determined by Mercedes and their, their yeah. Board I suppose point. they're limited there by what they can do. And as you said, the suspension obviously very important with ground effect now. Yeah. And as far as I uh, recall, I think Adrian Newey in an interview said as well that the only part he personally designed of the RB18 was the suspension. Um. So that yeah. that shows you how important it was if he took that kind of hands on himself. But I'm sure he called early on mm-hmm. guys leave me that, that room to to allow, allow that airflow in for for my design of yeah the front suspension otherwise this car is going to be you know yeah yeah which i suppose as well that i guess as well uh, they probably aren't too worried maybe about the rear suspension perhaps or maybe it's updated without them just talking about it because what you just said there about mercedes obviously mercedes what we were hearing is they were updating their suspension anyway, and that was kind of one of the limiting factors um, last yeah. year. Because I, as far as I'm aware, and I could be wrong here, I think the suspension is homologated early on, right, for safety reasons. So I don't think they can change it much throughout the season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, suspension su- suspension, and the actual chassis structure itself has to be crash-tested, and it goes through rigorous testing. Uh, obviously, this year now as well, there was that, extra piece with the roll you know to stop it after after Guanyu Zhou's accident Mm -hmm. last year they're going they have um, taken on a different approach to the test and there's not going to be no more pointy um, and sharp looking triangular um, uh, engine cover or engine hole which is all the Ferraris right which is what is is I think it was the Ferraris Ferraris Ferrari and, and Alpha was the main ones. Alpha had kind of three mm-hmm. different outlets. They had two rounded ones each side of that sharp edge, sharp leading edge. Um, and just Ferrari then had the straight up yeah. triangular. Um, so I think, yeah, entry. if, if that cool means then maybe maybe what it means for, for Williams then realistically with that homologation is... Now that, you know, uh, Mercedes obviously will change the gearbox and, and you know, the, the engine to suit their suspension, perhaps that now suits Williams as well. So maybe they are changing the suspension, but it's just the point of connection. 
perhaps it could be something as simple as that you know it 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 could it could it, it could be um but also as well red red bull um just comparing red bull and and the mercedes or mercedes power team in terms of this case williams they they need they need the airflow to the rear wing to work yeah. as well red bull had a slightly different con- a concept on the lower part of the rear wing where they had a double cape so to speak on the rear wing to redirect that airflow to give them the maximum right. amount of downforce by directing the airflow up in between the slot of the the rear yeah, wing yeah. if that makes sense uh whereas where where is that that cape was a lot shallower on the the rear of the mercedes and any mercedes powered cars mainly because of space and how tightly packaged that that mercedes yeah. power unit is and can be with the gear, with the gearbox attached so teams had trouble with their own you know and Mercedes power teams had a common rear wing between them all in the difference, whereas Red Bull had a drastically different one. Ferrari definitely had a different one, um, and and then and uh, so that that makes it, I suppose, a little bit more unique for Red Bull because they're the only powertrain, you know, yeah. with with their own, with that Honda IP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that yeah, that makes sense then. And do you do you think the uh, what was I, gonna... I hope I, I kind of explained that well enough, you know, to to the viewers that <laughs> that was what that was the determining factor between the, the the that rear suspension performance last year as well. That airflow, I think, on that rear wing. I, I think anyone like us who's a bit more into the technical side of it will have loved that. And then anyone who goes, I don't know what downforce is, probably went. Can I skip ahead here on Spotify? <laughs> they are they've, they've gone. They've, they've gone to the next part yeah. of, the, of the podcast the distance, so they're, they're like, oh no, TikTok, here we go. But look, it could be worse, we could be talking about something as boring as tyres. Yeah, 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 let's not talk about tyres until the Pirelli special. Ma- I know, <laughs> no, please, I, and even at that, I, I might actually sit out the Pirelli special, you could be on your own for that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, let's forget about that for a while. Um, But no, that makes sense, and I mean, look, the good news is if they've updated the suspension at the front, and if the side pods are correct, um, you know, one of the problems Williams didn't have was drag and the biggest issue they had was downforce. So if they're updating the philosophy of the side pods to be more in line with um, Red Bull, that's probably good news because as we know with these cars, the, you know, the importance of the side pods, I think as we've heard from Mercedes and everyone else repeatedly, it's just because you can see them that we find it so important. And realistically, it's more about the underfloor, obviously. Um, For sure, and, um, and I agree. I, I agree with that because Toro Wolf made that point all year last year. Everyone's referring to our concept, our concept change, and everything around that side zero side pod concept yeah. on the Mercedes, or you know that 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 dip in in the in the ferrari or that bathtub as some people refer to it as kind of a concept on the the ferrari that's that's something that is is not really as important yeah it is on the ferrari because they rely on that top section to redirect the air onto that rear wing whereas you look at the likes of the, the mercedes or the red bull it's very much trying to work the underfloor 
to a very yeah. specific, you know, uh, downforce. I suppose with Mercedes, it was running as low as they could. With Red Bull, they actually went with nearly a little bit of a rake concept, like the older twenty twenty two. It was higher off the ground than Mercedes by, by far. Uh, well, until Mercedes had to lift theirs because of the issues. But, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. they lost performance, whereas Red Bull had it. That rake from the start in the yeah, and I think I think Nui when he was talking about it as well said that the key was basically he didn't want to generate as much downforce above, uh, whereas you know the Mercedes obviously was trying to generate a lot of downforce you know over the car, uh, which which Nui basically said yeah. he didn't think would work, which is why he never looked at that concept, and I guess to an extent he was right, um, but obviously Mercedes if they do stick with the zero side pod they've obviously figured out a good balance to get more downforce when needs be. Um, yeah, because it wasn't a question no. of reliability with that zero side pod. They, they, had no, they, they had one race really where they, they had cooling yeah. issues, and that was in Spain. Um, it, that, that was mainly it, and that was a miscalculation on their behalf. They said that with the cooling package from the start of the weekend, there was none of that it, yeah. really in any other race. And there was some seriously warm races. You know, you have to think it likes a Mexico was high altitude. They had no issues there. Ferrari had a had a turbo that it sounded like <laughs> someone was screaming all the time. For you know, and and it was all it was it was a whining turbo, and it was going nowhere. You know, it was a, it was a very slow car that weekend. But Mercedes with that zero side pod, they have it nailed fundamentally. But they now need to nail it technically with the underfloor to stop. Flexing, but the fact that I think Red Bull have that little bit of rake that they've ran the car higher last year yeah. than any of the other teams, I think the raising of the floor edge this year for the other teams brings the teams closer to Red Bull now because Red Bull are thinking, Well, I don't need to change that. You know, Adrian always thinking, I don't need to change the underfloor to the height, we yeah. just need to hit the rules. You know, we have this, we we need to keep to the same concept. Um, but obviously, we're, he's thinking, look, we're going to have to sacrifice the fact that we're not going to be as dominant yeah. as far ahead. And do you think? Do you think for are. for Williams, for example? So, one of the things, like I said, with the side pod that that for me is promising is I think if they've moved further down that concept, at the very least, it means they understand the underfloor effect a little bit better than they perhaps did at the start of last year. So I think if they're moving down there, they've obviously figured out somewhat how Red Bull's doing it. Do you think with these simplified regulations that it will be even closer? And the fact, as you just said a bit earlier, obviously Williams have more catching up to do than everyone else, which is a problem. They, you know, So everyone else is making gains. Yeah. And even if they're making gains, they have to make more gains. But do you think it's... Do you think that... The fact that we'll um, that we've got these simplified regulations, do you think it could book the trend and perhaps see everyone a bit closer, including Williams this year, or do you think it's going to be, you know, still way back compared to everyone else in most races? I think I think as the season goes on, people will close in on Red Bull. Um, I think the generic answer across the board from any. Anyone I've listened to online that has knowledge around F1 um, and 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 who, who's going to be the dominant team, the start of the season, you know, right up to the first six to seven races is definitely still 
you know, you're going to be looking yeah. at Red Bull at the bench, yeah. Mark. They're the champions. Um, <laughs> I'm yawning as I say that because Ho- I'm just hoping bo- for bo- bored of their dominance already. One, 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 already hoping one for a year title in, fight. Um, <laughs> already hoping for a title fight, and hopefully, you know, it, it's it's a case of the the teams that need to make the the biggest jump is is Ferrari and Mercedes. Uh, so so basically, yeah, I can see the fact that you know teams uh, the. the they are going. They're going. They're going to be still a little bit behind anyone we know. You know anyone that that's well known on YouTube that's that speaks about Formula One on a daily daily basis. Um, articles that's been produced. Everyone reckons, and I'm on the same bandwagon for now that Red Bull will be the dominant team um, for sixty-seven races in. It's up to the likes of Ferrari and Mercedes to get them as quick as they can. This is seven to ten. We could be talking. We, we, we could be talking. You know, it, it, it could be a level playing field for all, for a few races, and then we'll see from races eleven to twenty three. That's where Ferrari, Mercedes, maybe could come along and uh, show that their dominance. If Ferrari don't do a Ferrari. Um, and decide to blow up when the opportunity does arise. Yeah. But that's for Ireland, exactly. and we won't know that obviously until until closer to the end of the season <laughs> again. Until there's smoke pluming out of the Ferrari at the back, <laughs> or hopefully not. And yeah, and and we and we get to Mexico and then cooling issues again, and they have to power down their engine, and it's just chaos for them. But exactly. the likes of then, as you move, as you move towards the back of the grid to the midfield, you know you're looking at the likes of the, everyone closing up to each other relatively as well. I can see Williams this year. I could be totally wrong. Um, if you want to, if if you want to clip that and play <laughs> that back to me, as Williams is bottom next year again, you can of all means. But um, I. I'm, Forest that I think Williams will get more points than they did last year. Yeah, not much more, but but they will they will uh, they will battle a little bit more with that midfield, you know, um, and that is obviously track specific. Yeah, and of course one of the other things to discuss, uh, one of the last things to talk about Williams in reality is uh, obviously we didn't see James Vells there today because he doesn't actually start until the twentieth. Um, so which is. After the shakedown of the Williams on Monday, um, it's a week Funny after. Funny enough, yeah. Yeah, so I suppose he's completely missed out on this development section, which if the car is very, very quick in the first race and managed to jump, maybe Williams might have think might have a quick think about maybe we shouldn't have kicked FX out the door. But, uh, you know, I guess we'll see. Look at him. Um, I'm sure. Uh, FX FX is still uh, unemployed, so him and I'm sure they have his number there if it needs be. But again, this that would have been FX's first car to work on fully, I suppose, on the side of caution. That you know, it, that that performance will dip as the end of the season goes on due to the lack of technical director. Yeah. Um, I I do hope that I do hope that James Bowes this year. He works on the spirit and the the that that background, you know, spirit that's in that that's lacking at the minute in Williams. Williams is very much 
fashion team with all fashion spirits yeah that is still ingrained there from the Williams family um and and that's why there's a lot of guys there that are very set in their ways they won't want change but James always is going to come in there he's going to he's going to address the team in the factory there in Grove and he's going to say guys look I've come from Mercedes where we 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 were turned from doubters to believers and that's where you know that's where you need to trust me to 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 have that belief yeah. and that's going to have to, to to be given and conveyed to the, the guys there in the, and the older staff yeah yeah definitely i think overall it'll be a good addition i mean you can't go wrong getting the guy who was kind of thought was right hand man nearly to to sit in at the very least he'll uh, absolutely at the very least he'll come in and go well why the hell are you doing that which is good you know that's probably exactly what they need um you know <laughs> yeah um because like you said they've probably been setting their ways for so long that just someone coming in from a team like mercedes and literally looking at things as if you know to say well look guys yeah you might have been doing it for years but it's not what's going to win that that can make all the difference um the question for me is going to be who's going to be the technical director i don't think it's probably not going to be anyone we've heard of you know it, well in formula one circles it'll probably be an outsider um, more than likely, I would imagine. Yeah, mm-hmm. for somebody to step up, that's up to James Vowles maybe to identify that could be somebody in the factory in terms of that he's working a lot that close enough to him that yeah. you could see the potential there. But again, that's where that's where names are always made. You know, he he was he started out as the basic engine boy uh, in and an engineer. You know, with with Honda back in the day, he yeah. worked his way up. And he's now looking at, to be as close or as big of a giant as as um, Toto Wolf. Now, not in a literal sense, because Toto is a big man, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's uh, he, he's looking to be that big, that big name in a team. And I think it's great. It's great for James Owens. I like him. I like his met his his way of speaking. He speaks with respect, and he he shows that professionalism that. I would be happily to work for James Vowles. Yeah, he, 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 even the way he speaks. Yeah, I'd be inspired. Exactly. You know? Yeah, Mike, it's James. Um, <laughs> but uh, Mike, it's James. <laughs> get back to work. <laughs> I he wouldn't have to tell that to me because I would pure fear of James Vowles. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what? Uh, I guess there's nothing really else to say on Williams. So I guess we could wrap the the podcast up in maybe talking about. Uh, tomorrow's livery launch or launch, uh, which is Alfa Romeo. Um, well, actually, anyone listening to this, you might be listening to it having already seen the launch. So if that is the case, then apologies. We recorded the, the evening before. But I think this could be yeah. the first launch where we actually get to see maybe not a full 2023 car, but the actual car maybe, you know, half developed a little bit more of a an inkling because they have, I don't think they've said it's a livery launch. I think they have said they're launching the car, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't seen I haven't seen any of their hashtags around their launch. Normally, the hashtags there's be like hashtag livery launch 2023 blah blah blah. You know that that's that is blase and as you know uninspiring as as it can be. Once yeah. you hear the date, you don't really care, you know, for a launch. But I hope I hope we see at least you know, some of the car or, or at least, you know, if they do show it, 
that yeah. we have some sort of an idea of what we're ex- expecting to pick out on all the cars. You know, your the higher the raise flow, you know, the wingmers, etc. Um, but I think if it is going to be their car, we're, go- we're going to see we're going to see maybe you know the, the difference maybe in the engine cover or something like that. That there's maybe a cooling vein half a minute on it from last year, or you know it, it might be slightly different. But it's not going to it's not going they're not going to play their hand fully. No, and that's no. that's something we have to realize that we we we're, we're not going to see that until Bahrain testing. Yeah, and all with the at only the, at the, the minimum. At the earliest, yeah, and even then, we might still see some stuff hidden until the first race, you know. Um, Absolutely, especially. I, given won't, it's the I will not year. be judging any car as yeah. I won't be judging any car as such until until Bahrain first FP one. Yeah, yeah. This is the second year of regulation, so they understand it a lot more, and they don't, you know, they perhaps don't need to show everything straight away. the The one thing people should look forward to is this is likely the last Alfa Romeo livery we'll see for. Perhaps ever, who knows? They may never come back. Uh, but this is Alfa Romeo's last year on the grid as a sponsor. Um, so it's the last livery with that on the on on the car. Um, and then the other thing I would say is I wouldn't expect too much from that team this year because I think this is very much a transition year for them. Um, you know, focus on facilities and whatnot. And I, I'm looking forward to Alfa in terms of well, I'm looking forward to the Sauber team. Yeah. Um, I do make that transition because. You know they have they have taken inside. He is a shrewd operator. He's after getting McLaren back to the head of the midfield. Yeah, you know it's it's something that they weren't anywhere near in any in any aspect. Now I yeah. think Zach Brown was an awful lot got to do with it before Seidel came anywhere near that place. Um, but it's definitely Seidel who has brought the performance on track closer. To get them their win in in Monza, to get the back, they were looking at back the back wins un, until rain hit that year, you know, yeah. and that's that would have been fantastic for McLaren, definitely. And who knows what that would have done for them, you know, going further down the line. Um, but I can see, yeah, this being a transitional year, maybe, but Alpha don't want to go out red faced either. No, and and. Like you said, Seidel is the right guy for the job because he, he obviously worked for Porsche as well before, so he's perfect for integration with VW. But you're right, maybe they won't want to drop back. Maybe sure. they'll want to build on and keep the pressure on and maybe Seidel will come in and use this as a year to kind of pressure test the team, you know, uh, give them high demands and kind of say, look, guys, I want to see what you can do and figure out what needs to change that way. So perhaps we could see an Alfa Romeo uh, Sauber where everyone's on their toes because they know if they don't perform he'll kick them out, you know, so he could go there. And, and, and Seidel is a man who does not take no BS. Uh, yeah. However, yeah. Um, and I like that with him. He, he's very straight talking. You know, when he was speaking to the media, you knew when McLaren was underperforming, he would make that known. He wouldn't try and hide it, but he wouldn't blame anyone. He had, he had that balance of a total wolf that James Van, no blame culture to a specific person or specific yeah. part of the of the, the the team, but it a team as the overall had messed up, had you know made an error, and he put his hand up to that. He wasn't trying to do a banato and not blame anybody, yeah, and take all the hit himself. 
and I think that's why Bernardo's out of a job and Seidel is going is, is you know looking at, at developing Sauber into the odd Audi team that it's going to be in 2026. Yeah, and perhaps why Fred Vasseur moved on to Ferrari to bring back that blame culture instead of that no blame culture because he'll be a man who'll call you out straight away as well. <laughs> exactly, and I think it was a case of the, just because Ferrari wanted Fred Vasseur, otherwise I think Audi would have been quite happy to have um, him there still because of his no bullshit personality yeah. as well yeah. so they replaced they replaced very much similar personalities but I don't see that Fred was pushed out to Ferrari no I don't think so either they just took him on and, and just took Seidel on as the team develops and transitions over the years yeah but I just want to I just, I just wonder where Alpha will or Sauber I should say will be next year yeah, that's that's how far I want to see them drop because this year I think they will hold on to that midfield again. I can see them deviating a little bit and Martin overtaking them, um, yeah. and maybe maybe Haas Haas challenging them on a more regular basis. And bottom of the table, then we're looking. We could be looking at the likes of Alfa Romeo, Alfa Tauri, and Williams. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of route I would see as well because. I don't see Alpha Tauri improving massively this year either. I think there's no. some underlying issues there that need to be fixed. But uh, yeah, look, I think the good news is we've got a lot to look forward to over the next couple of weeks. I'm personally looking forward to testing, but at the very least, we've yeah. got these launches to kind of keep us going. And it seems uh, as every launch comes out, we get some sort of inkling, some bit of news is kind of tying us and putting that fishing line out and saying, come on, guys, the season's kicking off, you know, which is yeah. nice. yeah. Um, it's great, and it's, it's just something to it's it's all it's just something to look forward to. You know, it's just all it's all a build up, a build up, a build yeah. up. I'm I, at least at least now we're in the depths of you know launch season. We'll have four teams now seen uh, when this pod, by the time this podcast comes out, and hopefully then at that stage, I think it's Alpha Tauri will be next on the eleventh. And then um, next week and is the that last will be something again to look forward so to. So then we have eleventh, then we have thirteenth. Valentine. Yeah, we've got two on the thirteenth. We've got Valentine's right. Day is Ferrari, right? We have. Um and then I believe yes. it's the sixteenth is we, the last we have one. McLaren and we have McLaren. We have McLaren and Alpine on the thirteenth, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I need to look at the dates sorry, again. Alpine could be is it, it's either Alpine no, or Al- Aston Martin. I think Alpine is the sixteenth, so it must be it must be Aston Martin, I would imagine, or, or yeah, and then McLaren's Mercedes, I think, 13th. is the fifteenth. Yeah, McLaren's the thirteenth. I think Mercedes is the fifteenth. Fifteen. Oh so yeah, that's, think, that's, that's, that's that's not in question. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so then, yeah, I think Alpine is the sixteenth. So that would put Aston Martin on the same day as McLaren. I think. I think is the way it works out. Um, but they're up on the the website anyway. If anyone wants to check that out. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's that's all there is to say about it anyway. Until we get more uncovered, uh, the one thing I piece of advice I would give to any new fans is, no matter what you see in testing or in the meantime, don't take everything with a grain of or take everything with a grain of salt until qualifying ends on the first race at the very earliest. You know that's yeah. that's when we'll yeah know. for sure. Um, um, I think we'll I we'll it, leave it. Oh, sorry. sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think I, I think we'll uh, wrap it up there then because I don't think there's too much else 
going on, but we'll have another podcast, obviously, after the the launches, maybe over testing around that time. Absolutely. I think the case of today was relatively short, just to, I suppose, review the last couple of, of um, I, 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 I'd like to call them launches, but <laughs> livery. Yeah, the last couple uh, of I'm not even, design I, sessions. I think I'm just that upset graphic design sessions I mean seriously like yeah I could go on the rant for a half an hour just on how bogey it's been so far but look that's the modern day of F1 and yeah yeah good job to all the sticker designers out there putting on a 2022 car yeah yeah but look you know at least it's only two weeks now it's two weeks from Thursday the testing starts so it's not too long before we get to yeah. see actual cars on track uh, Mike, thanks so much for joining luck, again. Um, obviously, we'll see that you'll put your Instagram down below. And uh, if there's anything else you want to... Yeah, sh- all down here. Mike Ross, Mike Ross underscore F. Um, yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for uh, everyone to, for tuning in again. And uh, yeah, let's keep, let's keep positive during the off-season. And... Uh, for some more enjoyable launches yeah it won't be too long before we're going you know maybe this is too many races this season once again before asking for more <laughs> always the way yeah i i'm i'm sitting up i'm sitting up straight in this chair i hope by the time sheer domination that one some team could bring again <laughs> exactly all right well we'll leave it there guys don't forget to like and subscribe and uh, hopefully we get a bloody title fight this year and i say that I say that as a Red Bull fan. I, you know, I want a, I want a title fight. You know, I don't care what way it ends as long as it's close. No. Yeah, and as long as it's not Checo. <laughs> well, we'll disagree on that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah.